I just poured myself a glass of wine and I didn't even let it breathe. Thug life. Okay, welcome to the Go Play That podcast. We're back. Yay! We're we're back. After how many months was it, Bob? Around six months or so, yeah. Six months. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's a colossal failure, basically, isn't it? Bob was trapped behind the fridge the entire time, though. (laughs) Yeah, now we've It was horrible. We can do this again, once again. Yes. Um, We will talk about the game that we are playing at this moment in time that we are enjoying. Or games. Oh, oh now I I'm gonna limit you to game, Bob. Okay, fine. Uh, if if you want to talk about more than one game, that's another podcast. All right, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't don't use up all the content in one go. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. with that with our track record, I think we need to spread this out a little bit. Good point. Yeah. So, My only consideration is uh, somebody like me who, on this podcast, for example, has just finished a game and is just starting a new one. Oh, talk about the one you finished. Okay. Or the one you prefer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, whatever one you're liking right yeah? now. What's, yeah. what, what's filling your dreams at this moment <laughs> in time? What's um, filling my dreams? Hmm. Yeah, Better not I, talk about that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the other podcast project that we have. Seven. Yeah, yeah. That has an explicit language tag on it. Yeah, that's the stuff that gets me on the blacklist. <laughs> that's why Apple won't let us on the on the iTunes anymore. Uh, so uh, I'm going to put Bob on the spot. All right, Bob, what are you playing, or what have you played? Well, I've been having a blast pretty much ever since it came out last month, and I've been playing on a regular basis Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm. Yep, I've been uh, well. I'm obviously done with the main story. I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm not even going to talk about it. That's fine. But I you know, think wait, that, was... that's useless. If you're not going to talk about it, that's terrible for a podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the story. Yeah, itself, I'm not right? even going to talk about the game. But yeah, all I'm going to say is that I finished with the main story. Okay, all and right. I've still played. I may have played over ten extra hours on the single player campaign only. After that. And I've also spent a good chunk of time playing Metal Gear Online. It's unusually good. It's I actually expected it, expected it to be like any other shooter. Like, yeah, this would be frustrating. This would be boring because I'm really, really bad at first-person shooters like Battlefield or Call of Duty or whatever you name it. I'm really bad at those. But Metal Gear Online, is it feels different. It feels more satisfying for some reason. I'm liking it even a lot more than than any other shooter in this regard. And uh, I'm actually looking for any of you cunts to get it so we can play together, but that's not going to happen, is it? Well, I guess the explicit language tag is going on this podcast. Now. <laughs> that's an 18 You, you can, you can right bleep there. me if you want, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I was going to get it. I actually was going to get it on PC, which isn't very helpful, is it? Um, no, but plus um, um, the PC version does not have Metal Gear Online out yet. It's not coming out until next year. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. Really. No, no, no. Oh. It's only for consoles out. Okay. The PC version is not coming out until next year. Well, okay. Well, while I wait for it to come out, or I am persuaded to buy it on console, I have some questions about. Go ahead. So you, you call it a shooter, but is it not? Is it not a stealth game? Well, Metal Gear Online isn't. 
I right. mean, the the stealth game is pretty much a single player campaign. You know, it, it's um it's a stealth game, as you say, an open world stealth game, which works very well, surprisingly well, in fact. But when you are, let's say, playing Metal Gear single player, you get spotted by an enemy. They chase you for a while, and after a while, they just give up, and you just try a different way, right? Right. But if you are playing Metal Gear Online against other people. You're actually playing against people who think and people who know who because they've been doing pretty much the same thing that you have been doing on the single player campaign all along, you know, so they know what or at least they can guess what, what you're going to do and going to try to counteract that. So it actually relies more into the action and the shooting on the online part more than the stealth, although there are a few stealth modes that also work rather well, but it's not particularly my favorite because it's um, it follows the formula that Counter-Strike or this kind of shooter, team shooter does, that whenever you die, you have to stay dead until the rest of the team, well, completes the mission or dies. Oh. Mm. But yeah, so I'm more into the more immediate action game mode, which is Bounty Hunter and uh, I think it's called Comms Control. The one that I mentioned Sorry, sorry for, what, what control? Uh, comms, as comms. in communication. Right, right. Talk us through the game modes. Yeah, so there's three different game modes. The Bounty Hunter mode is my my favorite one by far. Um, you have 25 tickets on each team. Each ticket is like one life from one of, of your team or the other team. And whenever you kill someone, you get a bounty place on your head. So you keep killing people, that bounty increases and so on. If someone from the other team takes you out with a non-lethal method and then faultons you out, then those tickets that you have, those, those that bounty that you accrued by killing other players, they get added to their ticket pool. And this can result in massive turnovers. For example, we were losing um. like, we had like two tickets and the enemy team had like five or something. We were surely about to lose. But on the last second, we managed to like uh, put one guy to sleep that had nine, nine bounties on its head or something, fault on them out, and it was like... 11 tickets and we ended up winning the game it was really exciting uh that's kind of cool because like I've, I've just got into playing battlefield believe it or not and tom i know you're a big uh, battlefield player mm. um and like when you see that ticker go down um you know there's no way back you know the end is coming yeah. but you can basically reverse that yeah you can reverse that you can you just have to extract in a non-lethal way someone who has a lot of uh bounties on his head and then you just turn over the game that's fantastic. So it you is. have like one t- ticket left and you know, you know that you have to like basically knock someone out rather than kill them. Yeah, but it's not like anyone. So it has to, it be, has like to be the, the one who killed most players, you know, because he will have a high bounty on his head. So, yeah. Then um, moving on to the game modes, you have uh, comms control, which is uh, basically king of the hill. You have three different spots that you have to uh, control and defend. It's also fun but uh, not as fun as Bounty Hunter, in my opinion. And not much to say about that, to be honest. It's pretty, mm. pretty standard. Mm. And then the last one is called Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger is about two teams, the attacking and defending team. The attacker team only has a non-lethal weapons and are completely invisible for the whole duration of the game. And, um, well, invisible, let's say just uh, near transparent, okay? Right. And uh, the defending team have lethal weapons and they are just regular visible. The thing is, the attacking team has to take one of the enemy's data disks and then take it over to an extraction point. The moment that one attacker spots one of the 
no, it's the other way around. The one, the moment that one defender spots one of the attackers sneaking around and he just like marks them or shoots them or whatever, the whole attacking team becomes visible for a short period. You know, mm, right? Okay. So people have to hide or something. You know, whatever. So attacking team is really really vulnerable. They have like a small dart gun that is really really difficult to actually take out someone with that. So they rely purely on stealth and uh, cunning cqc maneuvers to get to the data disks and then extract them so that's uh also quite fun but as i mentioned before i'm really bad at it i really die very quickly on this mode and i have to st to like stand the whole round just waiting for the other ones to finish so yeah maybe if i become good at it at some point i may enjoy it more so how easy is it to get into a game? Because I, I tried playing Metal Gear Online on the PS3, the one that came around the same time as Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, well, that one is actually and, a lot different, you know? So Yeah, I, I was going to say, what you're, what you're explaining, what you're describing, rather, doesn't sound like Metal Gear Online that I know. You know why this was, or at least why, why I think this was? It's because the Metal Gear Online from Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4 was actually designed by a Japanese studio, which is Kojima Productions regularly. But this one, Metal Gear Solid V, was designed by Kojima Productions Los Angeles. It was designed by Americans who have been uh -huh. making shooters all along. I mean, it's, it, they, they're pretty much the experts in the genre. That's just, it, it's pretty much the same way as if an American would make a, a Japanese RPG. It wouldn't be probably the same thing as if a Japanese person or a Japanese studio made it. Mm. It kind of works the same way. So that's why I think it works so well. Because there's, it seems to be that this studio has a lot of expertise in tactical shooters and uh, designs behind them. And I would say that this is really, really easy to get into um, counter, let's say, comparing it to the ones included in Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4. A lot more. So, so when, when you say easy to get into, I, I'm going to come... Uh, from that statement to, from a different angle. Yep. Is it quick to match me? Yeah. Because I remember, it is, because I remember the old Metal Gear Online games being a bit of a wait, or like in between games even, there's, there's a really long waiting time. And I don't mean because you've died, but it just takes the server a while to work out what it needs to do. Yeah. The first week was horrible. The first week it was nearly impossible to matchmake, but... Right, but yeah, that's kind of what I was implying yeah. here, because I've, I've read some negative things They fixed about that. I mean, after one week, they fixed that completely. Now it takes like 10 seconds max to matchmake. But I gotta, go, I gotta actually say the other side. The one thing that I don't like is that if the host leaves mid-match, pretty much disconnects everyone. It's not like a proper server. It's someone hosting the game. It's hosting. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It's someone though. hosting the game. You don't know who also. And if this Does person, the host know? I, I don't know. I mean, I have never hosted the game that I know. Right. So if someone leaves the game while you're in, mid, in the middle of the game, um, if it's the host, then pretty much kicks everyone out. There's no migration at all. No. No migration at all, but I've been lucky in this regard, and only ha I've had host disconnections between matches, so never in the middle of a match. Also, oh, what if if the host leaves even in between matches, you're not going to be playing with the same group of people anymore. Yep, that's correct. Unless you're in a party, if you are forming a party with right. with your friends or something, you just all get kicked out to your private lobby, and and that's it. Oh man, I think. Oh, that kind of takes away from it a bit because you're so used to like building up little rivalries. I, I mean, in, in other shooters that I play, you kind of 
you get to know the way that your opponents are playing and you see certain names and you hunt that person down you try and get revenge if they got you a few times last game well i still did that that's <laughs> yeah it just it just it's just very reliant on the host staying around right yeah but i i don't think it's a big of an issue you know I, th- okay. I think it's it can happen, you know. It can happen that you join in when a match is about to end. The moment it ends, you just get kicked out because the host has to go. But it wasn't my regular experience. When I when I just joined in the game and I just played a few matches, maybe the host left after five or six matches, or maybe I even ended up leaving before the host did. So, mm. or maybe you were, or the maybe host. I was the host and I kicked everyone out. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. That's dark. That's dark. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, I know. I have one pertinent question in all of this because you know both of you know maybe the why the world doesn't, but I'm not really uh, sort of au fait with the Metal Gear franchise, something mm. I've never played. So, in number five, how solid are the Metal Gears? <laughs> Very solid. <laughs> Very solid. Painful. That's about all I can really contribute to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I, I actually had a conversation with a work colleague today about this. You know, why are these Metal Gear games called Metal Gear Solid if Solid Snake is not the protagonist? Hmm. I just came to the conclusion that it's a matter of branding, but yeah. <laughs> I think at this point it yes. is. Because yeah. it's, it's big boss now. It is, yes. You play as, yeah, you, you play as boss. And that means nothing to you, Tom. Actually, I'm going to ask a question on Tom's behalf. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> if, 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 uh, if, if Tom hasn't played any of the, uh, the series, is this a good starting point? Yes. In terms of gameplay, it's completely new. You can actually play it and just get to the conclusion of the story and kind of, like, draw the line there. Like, okay, I got my... My dose, I got my uh, story straight, that's fine. If mm. you intend to understand the whole story behind Big Boss and Metal Gear Solid, no. You have right. to start from Metal Gear Solid 3, then Peace Walker, then this one. Right, okay. I mean, so, yeah, actually, it's not going to be on my list for a little while, I will guess. No, no. I mean, I do have a recommendation, and I'm not, you know, we're not in the business of plugging um, other websites, but I'm going to go into anyway. Um, if you do have a Giant Bomb premium subscription, they have been doing a very entertaining playthrough of the entire series. Oh, nice. Um, which is actually what I did. Um, and I'm, I'm, well, I say what I did, I'm currently up to Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, even though I have actually played those games before, I found it to be a very entertaining refresher. Um, and Drew Scanlon, who is the individual actually playing, has never played these games before. So you're seeing it both through his eyes, um, and Dan Reichert, who, um, is watching him play, has played these games before and is basically giving a commentary, um, as they go that, along. That so, sounds actually really nice to watch. Yeah. And, and I, th- and I think considering how potentially awkward it is to um, set up a console to play that series now. Um, not everyone has their PS1 or their PS3 set up. Mm-hmm. That, um, I think, is a completely acceptable way to, uh, to experience those games now. Um, but the, the story in those games is absolutely balmy. It is absolutely batshit crazy <laughs> it is, in it all is. the greatest ways but possible. But that's, that's what we I, like I do about recommend it, you know? it. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I do recommend um, a playthrough. Yeah, 
Um, sorry, not not a playthrough, but at least a watch. A watch through, yeah. That yeah. might be more sort of on my time frame there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Or maybe just find something on YouTube where everyone, someone's doing a perfect run without skipping the cutscenes. Or you can just watch what um, they call like the movie, which is only the cutscenes with minimal gameplay. Oh, yeah, done? I'm sure they've done that. They've done that for pretty much every game that I know of. I think I did. I think I watched the Assassin's Creed one. I think I can't remember who did it, but yeah, I've seen that where they stitch together the cutscenes and the core gameplay required to understand the yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest you do that, Tom. Even if you don't plan to ever play this, actually, <laughs> just because yeah, just watch it through. Yep. Yeah, I think it's fascinating enough. I think um, Hideo Kojima is a, an interesting human being and uh, is worth your time. But in any case, I mean, I understand that Metal Gear Solid may not be your cup of tea because you're not so much into stealth games or whatever. I would still recommend this one. I would still recommend The Phantom Pain. It's definitely a fantastic game to play through. Oh, did you just did you just pun on Phantom Pain by saying it is fantastic? No, but I, it actually okay. sounds really nice. I thought okay. he was punning on the fact that it's only for the fans. <laughs> oh, Multi-layers. It works on multiple levels. Yeah, oh, yeah. You made yeah. a very, very clever joke there. You should be proud <laughs> of yourself. I'm setting school here. Um, did you play Ground Zeroes, Tom? No, I have it because it was free on PS Plus. Yes. But I believe I told Bob before that I got the first mission going mm. and promptly got myself into a whole heap of trouble and then ended up hiding up a watchtower for three hours while wave after wave of men came at me. Yeah. With guns, I should, yeah. And then I just oh, got bored oh. and went to play something else. Yeah, it, it might. I, yeah, I think Bob might be right. It might not be your no, cup no. of tea. Um, especially, and although I have spoken to people that disliked Ground Zeroes and do like Phantom Pain. But it's a lot uh, my, bigger my, in this regard. Yeah, but I think the core gameplay is the same. Yeah. You know, the situations you want to be in, like the, the combat is the same. And I think. I think you need to have got at least an understanding of how the game plays to enjoy it. Because um, you're going to get stuck. That was my always. opinion, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't, the thing is, I don't really have the time at the moment to be restarting long stealth missions if you screw up. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like, like Bob, uh, everyone I've spoken to has um, not only invested a lot of time in Metal Gear Solid Five up front, because they know what they're getting into, but have then gone on to spend even more time with the game than they anticipated through choice, because they just don't want to leave that yeah. game world. Um, which is obviously extremely high praise. For There's that so game. much lateral progression um, in this game, I can't even get started on that. It's insane. Right. And it's, it's the only reason I haven't bought it yet. I am um, very, very excited for this game. Um, but I am also very realistic in that I have to have nothing else on my plate, uh, games-wise. Um, so it, it will it will happen probably early next year in a horrendous binge session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for some holiday time around Christmas so I can replay The Witcher and you do the new DLC. Oh yeah. Uh, also got some Dragon Age Inquisition to do. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, Wasteland 2 is out on the PS4 now, so that's on the list. Mm, is it? Oh, is it really? Oh, yes, it came out this week. Ah. That's weird. Yeah, Tales of Vesteria I've got as well, so 
there's just so much stuff I've actually got to do, and there's so much yeah. stuff still on my. I mean, even just with PS Plus at the moment, I'm I'm getting more games than I can really have. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But in any case, we've already spoken long and uh, longer than anticipated for Metal Gear Solid. I'm bouncing back the question to Tom. What are you playing right now? I'm going to talk about Uncharted. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's I, a good one. I just finished. Yeah, I just finished the remastered trilogy this week. Okay, so this is uh, this is a trilogy of games you're putting forward. Yeah, well. yeah. I basically, I I powered through it. Uh, as probably everybody knows, the remastered version is out before Uncharted Four comes out later in the year. Mm-hmm. And I'd never played them because I never owned a PS3. Fair enough. So I literally had never touched. Uh, never touched a Uncharted game, and I always liked the look of them. I always liked this sort of, you know, mighty escapades, jumping around, shooting people, that kind of thing. And I have to say, eh. <laughs> oh yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to love in those games. There's there's a lot of humor. Mm. Some of the characterizations, I really like Sully, for example. Sully's He's great. a great character. You know, I think he loses a lot of weight. He, he, I think, yeah, I think that's intended. I think there's even a comment in the dialogue about his weight loss. But um, yeah, he drops a lot of weight between Uncharted One and Uncharted yeah, Three. That's for I sure. I have no idea <laughs> if the actual actor lost weight as well, and that's what I did it. I have no idea. But but I mean, um, to to not just to interrupt what you're saying, and that we'll talk about the gameplay soon. Yeah. I think narratively, those games were actually quite groundbreaking at the time they came out but the just the cinematics alone the non-interactive scenes were of a production value completely unseen at that point in time yeah and i understand that and i understand that i'm coming in from a point where everybody and their mum has ripped off this type of game sure since then. yeah yeah you know it's the same way if you go back and watch a classic horror movie you know mm. you go back and watch the exorcist and you're like yeah that's not scary anymore. right 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 you know, I, I do get that, but I do think there are a lot of sort of questionable decisions which sort of mar an otherwise very wonderful experience. You know? Okay. Elaborate. Well, my first bugbear is really, I'm, and again, I think it's because I've been treated to these sort of newer generation games where, you know, context sensitive actions such as jumping, hanging, this kind of thing shouldn't be so easy to screw up. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I this this to be fair was a problem at the time. You're you're talking about the dreaded I can definitely jump and grab hold of that. No way can't I'm falling to my death. Exactly. Not not even that. It's being on a ledge and accidentally pressing X and it allows you to just hurl yourself <laughs> yes. off into oblivion. I was just thinking of that right now. Like, yeah. You know, you press you press X instead of circle, or you run a little bit too fast towards the ledge, mm. and he doesn't auto grab it like he does when you're walking. <laughs> and so you just plummet to your doom. I you can know? hear the music now. It's this this <laughs> when you fall as well, isn't and it? And one of like the one of the secondary thing. characters going, yeah, and then one of the secondary characters will go, Nate, oh no, yeah, yeah, you know. And you just, I found that I was doing that a lot, either through my own clumsiness right, or. Right. You know, they'll put a ladder on a ledge and you've got to walk around the front of the ladder, which is on the edge of the ledge, and then you've got to press X to climb on the ladder, but 
by doing that, you just jump off into an abyss. <laughs> I'm just thinking that it would have been really, really fun if instead of, oh, Nate, oh, no, the second director of the characters would say something like, what the heck is this guy doing? Or... <laughs> <laughs> that is seriously yeah. the fourth what time is it think you've yeah, done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you keep on doing that. And it's, you know, it's a shame, actually, because I think the strongest, the strongest point in those games is the cinematic feel. And I would argue that dying breaks the uh, the cohesion of the storytelling. Yeah, of course. I, I, I don't want it to be an easy romp in the park. No, you know, But no. what I do want is if yeah. there's a cinematic set piece where you're running away from a collapsing bridge, a mistimed button press shouldn't take you over the edge. Yeah. Or yeah. because you're running at slightly the wrong angle. Because there's these sections where the camera is in front of you. Mm. You're running towards the camera. And maybe the bridge is collapsing or whatever, and you need to be able to jump to the right section of the bridge, mm. but you can't see it. Right, right. Mm. So, guaranteed, like 60% of the time, 70% of the time, you're going to go the wrong way the first time. Yeah, yeah, I see. Which sort of, as you say, completely breaks the cohesion. It totally takes you out of the moment, and you're just like, right, I've got to start that again. Well, thanks, you know. Yeah, yeah. What could be a really heart-pounding moment is actually just like, right, well, fuck, you know. Yeah, I found... And the same Sorry. could be said about the bosses, you know. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, 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 I completely agree. I think the, the things I found frustrating about that game is when that when that cohesion is broken. And it's a, it's a victim of its own brilliance in a way, because I think the voice acting and the story presentation is uh, absolutely phenomenal. And not usually what makes That's me... That's exactly it. It's not usually what makes me pay uh, 60 bucks for a game. Um, but in in, in no, the case I mean, of Uncharted, I, I bought I, it straight up. Right, right. But in the case of Uncharted, I actually want to know what's going to happen to these characters, and when I am forced to play the same thirty seconds of gameplay over and over because um, of my stupidity or just uh, something is particularly fiddly or bad design. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it breaks it slightly. No, I mean, you, you just have to, I mean, I was going to use an example of this, which was the, the boss in the second one. Mm. You know, I, I had to switch it off. It was quite late at night. I was playing. I got to the end boss. You know, I knew it was the end boss. And I was like, tried it about 20 times. And I was like, go to bed. This is the one where there's like a bunch of grenades getting thrown at you at one phase, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. The, the war criminal chasing you around a, a tree right. where you've got loads of explosive sap. Oh, right. But he's got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... It's explosive sap. That's yeah, a spoiler. Yeah. You're an explosive uh, sap. <laughs> it's not the first time I've been called that, <laughs> but uh, strangely, <laughs> but uh, you know, you're you're trying to avoid him. You know, throwing five grenades. You can't kill him by normal means. You have to use the sap. Which basically, when I finished it, it was me running in a circle for ten minutes, waiting for him to be far enough away. Mm to trick him because oh yeah he's got an insta-kill shotgun and the ability to throw five grenades at one time yeah 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 it's it's, it's funny you actually, know and if you get it's it's not in tune with the rest of the game if i remember rightly because every other enemy it, it's, it's like of, a headshot kill but with him he can he can soak up a lot of hits right it basically reminds me of you know because it's what i was saying sort of on Twitter earlier as well. I think if a modern game did those mistakes, they'd get ripped apart. Like, there was so much hoo-ha and ballyhoo about the Deus Ex hu uh, Human Revolution. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, With the they, they really bosses, bosses because... didn't they? Well, of course, because mm. there was so much criticism that mm. you're supposed to be playing a game where choices matter, you can play non-lethal, mm. and, you know, 
you couldn't avoid these super bosses. But it's the same in for me in Uncharted. It's like, why, why do I have to spend the finale of what should be the end of a movie? You know, yeah. You know, you don't see Indiana Jones doing the same bit twenty-seven times. Like, oh, you picked the wrong cup. That's not actually the Grail. You died. Start again. Right, right. No, no. It's, Spoilers it's... for anybody who hasn't watched the Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are uninvited from this podcast if you haven't watched Indiana Jones. You are not allowed to listen. Hit the hit the unsubscribe button. You are not allowed to listen. Actually, anymore. actually, don't do that. Don't listen to him. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But apart from that, I want to focus on sort of the positives that it was an entertaining romp. I like the fact that the games weren't over long. No, they were good length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The good length, satisfying. Mm. Uh, you can definitely see the improvement between one and three, and three was actually the best of the lot. Oh, interesting! You know, by a long chalk. Okay. Yeah, because it was just the one with the less. I mean, the fact that there isn't really a boss fight mm. in three was it just made me happy automatically. I will give a brief opinion of three, which might actually mm-hmm. affect my desire to pick this uh, bundle up, which I am considering because I, I am a fan of this okay. franchise. When I played 3, I don't know if you've ever had this feeling before, especially at the end of a hardware generation, that, ooh, my console isn't quite pumping this out as comfortably as it should. You can tell, like, you know, frame rate drops or texture pop in. Like, you can tell that they were trying to achieve something, but the technology wasn't quite there to let them do it. And I'm thinking the PS4 is going to blitz that out like it's no problem. Yeah, the, the PS4 beasts. I didn't notice anything like that. There was no texture pops. No. Yeah. I mean, the the Blue Point have done a great job with the with the remaster. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and to their credit, I, I I do think that the uh, the first three games on PS3 were an amazing technical achievement because very few studios were able to put anything that looks like those games on that console. Um, just to just to rewind my statement slightly, but at the same time, I do think that third game was going for a generation beyond what that system can do. Well, to be honest, I mean, the, one of the first games I got on my PlayStation Four because I was kind of late to the party buying one um, was I borrowed Rob's copy of the remaster of Last of Us. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that was the game that really blew me away. Like PT was the game that made me get the PlayStation because mm. it looked so good. And then when I was seeing people in the sense with a sense of place, you know, you could see the characters in The Last of Us standing there, and even just standing there, they were being affected by and affecting their environment. Yeah, and and my my statement of Uncharted Three is the same for The Last of Us. It was just like, wow, this looks like you tried to do something amazing, but the console can't quite do it. Yeah, and the same results apply really to Uncharted Three that mm. the PS4 beast. It looks beautiful, really. It looks really cool. Mm. You know, and everything's in there. The humor's in there. The fun, the, the the silliness. I love the fact that it's silly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no pretension. There's no grim dark. There's no ooh, let's make this relevant to a sort of you know, the sort of new generation of people who are really interested in having everything grey and rainy. It is just fantastic, fantastic. You know, in the in the very sense of the word. Uh, was you about to say that in French? Fantastique. Yes. <laughs> <Ooh> la la. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's there's only one one other downside of it, and it's I was you know in the gym the other day. And oh, I was a nice nice gym drop. <laughs> yeah, you let's know. just drop it in there. I was just polishing my guns, and uh... 
actually i was i was on the treadmill and looking for inspiration i was watching ninja warrior oh that's good Japanese inspiration version. but i was seeing these guys who were just the most muscle ripped insane people and they were struggling to do the arm walk where they have to sort of suspend themselves between two bars with their whole body and then sort of crab walk along oh yeah, yeah, their arm. yeah, yeah. and i'm like Bullshit! Can Nathan Drake climb a mountain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Did, have you seen him eat at all in those games? No, but it's, it's you know like, he's light know, as a feather. I know it's not about being light as a feather. It's just you <laughs> see these absolute maniacs being able to like not being able to defeat these like sort of ten meter climbing challenges. And not to mention how many bones he has to break along the games. It's just insane. Oh my god, his ribs just must be pulled. Yeah, he's, yeah. You know what I mean? he's got <laughs> a skeleton made of adamantium or something like that. It's just insanely <laughs> strong. made of flour. It's <laughs> the opposite. It's just, it's he, just literally dust inside his body. <laughs> he, he is actually Sackboy. Yeah. He's, he's part of the Little Big Planet franchise. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on a bit because yeah. I'm getting really hungry for dinner. Oh wow, okay. uh, Anyway, Uncharted, you should definitely pick it up if you liked it mm. if you didn't like it or if you didn't play it in the first time go in with the idea that it kind of is a bit junky in places but mm. it's definitely worth it it's like watching all three indiana jones back to back i guess great. i guess i guess the one bullet point you should end on actually is did it make you want to buy the fourth game it did yeah because right. the, the the sort of improvement between one and three i want to see that curve keep going and i think you know you can see the the expansion and the scope, you know, mm. uh, between one and three, and I think it really bodes well for the fourth game. So, so mission accomplished, in fact. Should be, yeah, yeah should yeah. be definitely. But it's quite an expensive demo. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, sure. or maybe or, or extremely profitable demo, considering for them, yes, yeah, three yeah, might well, not so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I give them that. Um, I, I guess I'll, I will briefly go into to my one. Um, and I have no idea if you guys have played this before. Um, and I mentioned to both of you that I've been playing this. I'm playing Watch Dogs. Yeah. I haven't played it because I heard it was whack. I have played so, it. So, so here we go. Um, I originally played this game when it first came out. And it, I, I admit uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, I was sick this weekend and uh, basically bedridden and all of my weekend plans were thrown out the window, which is usually a great opportunity to blast through uh, some gaming, and decided I would give it another go. And I think I was wrong the first time round. Okay. I've, I've, got, I've, I've got no idea if this is a case of the, of the game has been Im improved. It uh, has ever as far as I know. Right. It, it, just, it just, I don't know. I think it was the, the time dedication I had you know, I, I am going to play this one game this weekend. I'm going to do it. Um, and by the time the third hour hit, I would say, I was seriously hooked. I was hooked into the story. Um, I found the characters interesting. Uh, but more importantly, I'm just enjoying farting around in that world. Um, now that it's got to the point where I feel that all of the, the hacking tricks at my disposal are a few button presses away and they're intuitive to me, I feel very powerful. Mm. And I think that's what that game is meant to portray in the first place, is that you, this dude that only has a mobile phone at first as a weapon, um, is able to manipulate the people and the objects around him 
um, to his whim, um, and I'm and I'm getting that feeling now. It's it's like Infamous, where you are literally a superhero, where you can just manipulate everything with lightning or fire. Um, I'm doing that, but with technology, mm, but... and I and it, it's 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 hitting the notes for me right now. Um, I'm I'm on the third chapter, so I haven't finished the game. I haven't seen the the narrative conclusion. Um, but I just think um, vehicles feel great to drive around. I feel that general navigation around the world is great. Climbing is great. I think the gun combat feels really tight. I'm playing with a gamepad, by the way. I'm playing on PC, but I'm playing with a gamepad. So I assume it's the same experience for console, but the, 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 the gun combat feels great. Um, and the last open world game I played was GTA V which I think is a phenomenal game. And just on core gameplay alone, so I'm not talking about the scope of the game or the game world, just the core gameplay feels as good as that game to me. Hmm. That is a controversial opinion. It is. I got to ask you this. I feel obligated to ask you this. So do you say that the first time you realized that it wasn't really your cup of tea and then you gave it another try? What was exactly the moment that made you click like this? Actually, I was wrong about this. It's when the paracetamols kicked in. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so it was, it was when I realized that I don't have to play this game so stealthily that no one ever sees me. Hmm. Um, I, I think the first time I played it, I was under the impression that you're supposed to, you know, hack into cameras and unlock doors and things like that without getting seen. And if you get seen, all shit goes, you know, breaks loose and people open fire and you're dead within seconds. That is true. But if you anticipate the fact that people are going to open fire and you get into cover and you get your gun out... I actually found those situations to be really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So I think I think the first time I played it, I I was reaching for the start button and then retry ah. whenever someone would see me. And if I actually now let those situations play through, I'm actually enjoying the failure of getting caught and having to work out how you're going to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. So I, I found that you know I would have a mission where I have to break into this building and steal, let's say, a piece of information off someone's laptop, and it all goes perfectly. That feels amazing. So I, I, I definitely give credit to the feeling of when the stealth works and you work out the puzzle of how to get to the objective perfectly, very satisfying. But at the same point, on the escape route, I got spotted, which ended up in me having to break into someone's car and there's a big car chase that was enjoyable too. So even though I didn't actually get away clean, I enjoyed that too. And I, and I enjoyed that, you know, you have abilities like, um, you know, those parking bollards that are built into the road and then they pop up electronically. Yeah. Yeah, just look, so they, just look at YouTube for all the uh, compilation videos of people wrecking their cars on those Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you can control them with your phone. So you, you drive past them and then you pop them up and it sort of, you know, pops up underneath the car uh, behind you. Um, it's very easy to do. Wait, 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 wait. One second. Are you actually seriously advocating driving and using your mobile at the same time? <laughs> that that's is what terrible. this game does. Yeah. This, this game not only, not only tells you that's a good idea, it makes it sexy. <laughs> 
I'm just waiting for the uh, you know the Watchdogs Tom Wolford DLC, which is basically you look at Twitter for five minutes and then drop your phone in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Wolford, super. Oh, it's in the toilet. Again. The end. <laughs> have you? Well, I, I actually. Uh, I keep, yeah, go on, go Have on. you tried the the online mode yet? Not the one that is actually team versus team, but like. Yep. the invasion and find the hacker and stuff yeah actually the game surfaces that to you you're forced to do it at least once yeah but it's not an actual player it makes you think it is um no it so it makes you do a tutorial yeah. where there's a fake player mm -hmm. and then there is another step in that tutorial where you actually connect to someone's game ah. but you you can back out immediately or you can fail. Ah. But you have to at least attempt the connection. I see. Um, and I did it and the, the guy was clearly very well prepared for me and like counter-hacked me and then chased me down. <laughs> but um, I, the reason I know that it was definitely a player is uh, his name was a racial slur. I see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't put that in the game by design. No, no, all no, all no, of this no. talk of racial slurs and, you know, mobiles while driving. Now, you're not the man I used to know, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, honest, honestly, I'm, I'm getting a real kick out of the game. Um, I, I love cyberpunk stuff, generally speaking, anyway. So I think the, the theme of the game appealed to me. Um, but I'm actually I'm getting a real kick out of the gameplay. Um, also, and, it must be cheap um, now, right? Actually, I was, I was talking to Bob earlier. I, um, I, I picked this up for, I think it was less than 10 euros for everything, including the season pass. Um, and that was on like one of the crazy, maybe it was the Steam Christmas sale. So <laughs> I picked this up a long, long time ago um, and only just got around to it. But I remember just thinking, that's so cheap, I can't justify not buying it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> Congratulations, Val. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I um, I'm really enjoying it. I will play it to its conclusion. And this is coming from someone that has a real hard time dedicating time to games. As you, as you know, I've been complaining about Destiny purely on the basis that it uh, it takes a long time to get stuff done. Um, no, it this... doesn't. <laughs> I know, I know. It's... But 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 when I I I um I think that one hour of gameplay is a long time. Um, All right, we'll and... make it. We'll make a deal about Destiny. Me and Bob will practice, and then one one time a month, you'll have to get sick and spend a Saturday not yeah, doing anything, yeah. and then that's, we can that's... sort out the raids. You know. Yeah, that, that's up. a pretty good average on my uh, on my sick time anyway. So yeah, what, once a month is about right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, and um, I'll take I... a look at Watch Dogs definitely if it pops up cheap because I won't be getting Phantom Pain anytime soon. Yeah, I recommend that's that. For sure. But yeah. I, I, honestly, I honestly do recommend mm -hmm. it. It's it's a, it's a great faff around open world game, and I actually think the story is pretty decent. I do I do like um, that kind of game. I am a sucker for that kind of game. You know, I, I spent yeah. all my time trying to platinum Shadows of Mordor the other week, and I'm one tro right. I'm one trophy off it, and it's yeah, really yeah. irritating because I can't get it. I, yeah, it's, it sounds like... Uh, I, I actually think this is up your alley. Yeah. Where Metal Gear wasn't, I think this actually is a game you'd enjoy. I think it might be um, one of those ones that I don't tell anybody I'm playing, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's why I'm so brave to come to this podcast and admit it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're, but you're no, brave I... or stupid. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but no, honest, honestly, I think um, I, I think it's actually a very strong game, and it was probably released at a bad time because it was going to be compared to other open world games. Um, but um, in isolation, and it's been given some breathing space, and I went in with the expectations of this just chewing up some of my spare time. Um, I am now actually really, really looking forward to uh, the conclusion, and I'm even anticipating playing the DLC as well. Um, this is. This is this is a game I recommend. Good. Sure. Yeah. Well, my my curry is wafting up from downstairs. I have to say, oh, it's right. making me salivate. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some fajitas now then. Fajitas. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. What's your dinner, Bob? As we're on dinner just around? a salad, but a really good just a, a really good one though. Hey, salads are good. Anyway, so All right, it's uh, it's good to be back. It was yeah. It's been a podcast. Yeah. Lots of fun. We recorded a podcast. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I know there's at least two people waiting for this. Yeah, exactly. All three oh, of I them. Can't, I can't wait. To... Big shout out to Mike and uh, who's the other guy? Julian. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Speaking speak of Mike T, we're going to close out with his music that he's Oh, yeah, with. indeed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll play that here. Oh, yeah. Yeah.